We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Sarah, Lamar Jackson has now missed 10 straight practices in the aftermath of his sprained PCL. And honestly, at this point, it's legitimately fair to wonder whether or not we'll see number eight under center for Baltimore again this season. Yeah, and John Harbaugh certainly didn't instill any optimism when he was asked about his QB on Wednesday. More on that, along with some medical analysis from pro football doctor David Chow, Still to come. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It's Thursday, December 29th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. J.K. Dobbins has a new nickname that he wants everyone to use, and it sure matches the way he's been playing as one of the best running backs across the entire NFL since he returned from injury. Plus, a couple former Ravens have entered the coaching industry in recent weeks. John Harbaugh was looking like a proud father at the podium during his Wednesday press conference. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, we've held off on talking about this for a while, but at this point, it's more than fair to start speculating on whether or not we'll see Lamar Jackson in uniform again this entire season. Yeah, I mean, he's missed 10 straight practices like you heard at the top, and he hasn't played in game action since week 13. So I'm with you, Sarah. It's more than fair to begin to wonder. Now you combine all of that with the messaging of late, too. John Harbaugh has been tight-lipped and vague, to say the very least. Listen to him lately. John, uh, as far as Lamar, do you expect him to practice this week? Uh, we just have to see. I mean, are you so optimistic, whether it's this week or not, that he is going to be able to come back at some point this year? Sure. John, with Lamar, it was reported that he had a PCL injury. Do you know if that's a strain, a sprain situation? Yeah, I'm not really, this, not, not for me to say. You know, we're just, uh, we're just coaching the guys out here right now. So, Bobby, if Lamar winds up missing all of this week's practices, it'll have been four consecutive weeks since he's laced up. And so you'd have to think that given this considerable time gap, which makes you think that this injury is a little bit more severe than initially thought, then Lamar would need more than just a couple of days of practice in order to give it a go for Baltimore's regular season finale in Cincinnati. It's not impossible for him to do that, but 
Ugh, it would be cutting it close. Yeah, absolutely. And based on all of that and what we recently listened to from pro football doctor David Chow, it's obviously not looking good for New Year's Day and round two against Pittsburgh. Here's Doc's evaluation. It is our opinion at Sports Injury Central among the team of pro football docs that Lamar Jackson is on the unlikely side of playing this week for this reason. The type of quarterback that he is, the likely grade two PCL spring, he has yet to practice yet uh, since the injury, not even limited, and it would be a lot of ground to make up in one week to have him at 100%. If this were for all the marbles this week, then I think he would try and play even at less than 100%. But it won't be. If they're in the playoffs either way, So they want a healthy Lamar for the playoffs. Don't want any setbacks by pushing him to play. Even if they lost to the Steelers this week, they're still in the wild card playoffs. If they beat the Steelers, guess what? They likely play the Bengals for the NFC, sorry, AFC North crown. And wouldn't you rather have a healthier Lamar to try and get a home game for the playoffs and have him ready to go with the Bengals or risk it against the Steelers. With all the factors, along with the injury itself, the number one priority for the PCL sprain Lamar Jackson is to have him fully healthy and mobile for the playoffs, not anything before. If they can do that safely, they'll try and have him healthy against the Bengals for a shot at clinching the division title. They're not going to push it for the Steelers unless they're sure that he's healthy, which we don't think they can be sure of. That's why look for Lamar not to play this week, week 17, with his left knee PCL sprain. And while we're talking about injuries, just a quick update elsewhere on the Ravens injury report. The only other two Ravens who didn't practice at all due to injury is Clayus Campbell with his knee and Marcus Peters with his calf. But Bobby, while we're still talking about Lamar Jackson, Did you want to address the rumor that's been making its way around Twitter and Baltimore radio regarding Lamar and the knee treatment he's supposed to be receiving from the team's medical staff? Now, I'll be honest, (laughs) I don't want to give any personal oxygen to these rumors because they spread like wildfire. And I especially don't like it when all it does is slander somebody's good name. So for me, Unless I hear from Lamar or somebody from the organization or at least from a reporter with a level of trust like a Jeff Zriebeck or a Ian Rappaport and a few select others, I personally won't give the rumors any special attention, any serious attention. But I do know that you have something to say about them, so I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Sarah, and I certainly respect your wishes. At the same time, though, I do feel compelled to speak on it because as far as we can tell... It really is just a rumor, at least at this point, but it's now ballooned into a significant storyline with very little merit. So to your point, it can spread like wildfire. So I figured, why not provide some added context? And for that, listen to this clip from earlier this week, courtesy of 105.7 The Fan. And then on the other side, I'll break it all down. Well, somebody leaked out that he wasn't going back for the treatment that he's supposed to be getting. Like, I, I think they want him to get treatment a couple times a day mm-hmm. and that he's just staying home. So that got leaked out. That's that's coming from someone within that because we aren't privy to it, whether it's a teammate that said something to a mm-hmm. reporter, whether somebody said something to a reporter behind the scenes that's in the front office coach. Somebody said something to someone about Lamar or it actually. 
accidentally said something, but it's out there now that he's not going yeah. back for treatment. I did hear that. Yeah. And that's, well, it's bad on a lot of levels, obviously. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, you're not going to get better for one, but more than that, you know, it's like, no, I'm just not doing this. So again, that's a snippet from the fans, big, bad morning show with Jeremy Kahn and Ed Norris there. And here's what I take issue with Sarah, where on earth did this report that Lamar is apparently bailing on knee treatment even come from? Like, they never even cited where they learned of it. That's journalism one-on-one. We both know that. And hey, who knows, right? Like, maybe it is true. But we both have scoured the internet tirelessly and typically do our best to remain as plugged in as possible about all aspects of this organization. There is nothing on this out there. And for these guys to run with it as if it's fact... I just think that's terrible. I really do. When you have an audience and a platform, you have an obligation to be thorough. You have an obligation to do your due diligence before stepping behind the mic. And I feel like they fell short in those categories. I really do. You know, partner, we talked about this offline recently, and it's really the only thing that I can think of that may have inspired this radio segment. Longtime Baltimore Sun columnist Mike Preston put together a Q&A mailbag recently and said some things about Lamar that may have been taken out of context. I'm going to read some of these quotes from his piece, beginning with this one. Quote, it's no secret to any of the coaches or top members of the front office that Jackson is a slacker and needs to have more due diligence in getting adequate rest, eating a healthy diet, being alert in meetings and workouts, and getting proper rehab instructions. Close quote. That's one. Here's another. Quote, so I'll say it again. Jackson needs to get over to the complex on a regular basis, listen to the trainers, rehab, and prepare for the last game or games of the regular season, close quote. Again, a couple direct quotes there from Mike Preston's recent piece on the Baltimore Sun. So while there's obviously some concerning aspects of this piece, Sarah, there's nothing in there we haven't heard before, right? Like Skip Bayless reiterated similar sentiments in his report earlier this season. So to me, the bottom line as to why I felt compelled to bring this up specifically is simply due to the lack of journalistic reporting, which has led to, honestly, unnecessary Lamar Jackson slander. Again, it could very well be true. And if it is, we'll certainly cover it like we would anything else but not until credible reporting comes to fruition. And that's where I'm at on this. And Bobby, speaking of credible reporting, I literally, in the middle of us producing this and putting this uh, podcast together, somebody who I do trust, as I mentioned, Jeff Zrebeck did finally answer some questions on this via Twitter. And so I'll just pass along some of those because he is a guy who I know we all trust. So he was asked on Twitter about these rumors and he replied, quote, I don't get the sense that Lamar's checked out. He's also not a guy who is going to live in the training room, close quote. Jeff was also asked if he thinks Lamar's missing time right now is related to his contract or if it's because of any hostility at all with the front office. So is it those things or is this, is he missing time purely due to his injury? And this is what Jeff said, quote, hostility? No. Frustration? Yes. I think he has a legit injury. Yes. I watched him walk out of the locker room Saturday and there was a clear and pronounced limp. I highly doubt 
Jackson was trying to sell it. It doesn't seem to be his way. Close quote. Good stuff there from Jeff, as always. And by the way, congratulations to uh, Jeff and his family. He's on paternity leave right now. So the fact that he's making time to you know, respond to fans just is a testament to his work ethic and character and all that good stuff. But still to come here on The Vault, J.K. Dobbins was all smiles at the podium on Wednesday. And I'm hoping that he'll cheer you up after listening to all of this Lamar media drama. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So one of the bright spots on the Ravens offense these days, Sarah, is J.K. Dobbins and the ground attack. He had a bright smile on his face pretty much throughout his entire press conference on Wednesday. And hey, while he's not 100% healthy yet, partner, it is clear that he's just happy to be playing football again. Oh, he definitely is. And Bobby, he's just not playing football again, but he's excelling at football in a big way again. Dobbins has tallied 304 rushing yards over the last three weeks since coming back from his knee scope. Bobby, that is the second most yards of any NFL running back over that span. He's only trailing Titans Derrick Henry, who has 351 rushing yards. JK is averaging a league best 7.6 yards per carry over the last three weeks. That really is incredible when considering, like you said, he's not 100% healthy yet. So the question is, what is holding Dobbins back from completely feeling himself again? 
He gave a detailed answer Wednesday. Oh, yeah, slowly coming back. You know, um, uh, I was talking to someone um, as far as like if, I, if football was a game of 30 yards, 40 yards, I would be 100 percent legit 100 percent because like in quick areas quickness and power and things like that i feel 100 percent. i feel like the need never happened you know the time i start feeling deflection and things like that is whenever i got to open up you know long speed and things like that but that's not even i don't it's it's from the knee but it's not you know it's it's, it's my hamstrings and things like that things that i you know the ranges i couldn't touch because i didn't have the flexion i'm now getting to touch them again you know and they're just not as strong as the other leg you know the other leg was pretty pretty dang good you know so it's trying to get back to that you know same as the other leg if you had to describe how that feels to somebody who's never who's never been through what you've been through how like how would you describe it like far as what the whole injury or well, no no i mean specifically what you're talking about when you get further down the field and you're trying to pull away what, what are you actually feeling uh it, it's a it's a mix between tightness in my muscle like my groin area hip area and my hamstring like it just and it feels weak weaker than the other side you know like now before i got hurt i was a four three four four guy you know what i'm saying so this leg still super fast this leg you know hamstrings weren't reaching that speed for over a year you know over 365 days so you know, it's just tough, you know, and this leg is doing good too, though. You know, it's coming, it's coming along, you know. I heard, like, I ran, like, like 20 miles per hour, I want to say, on the one run that I had against the Steelers. And I was like, dang, you know. And it's just that, that one, the extra one or two miles is, is a difference because it's the last little bit of me, you know. That's what makes me me. You know, I ain't all the way there, but I'm getting there. Yeah, I think he nailed it in terms of saying, you know, he'd be 100% if it was a game of 30 to 40 yards, right? Like, we've seen his cuts and burst in shorter yardage areas, but he is still getting caught from behind if it's longer than like 35 yards or so, and that's to be expected. Now, neither he nor Gus Edwards have been put on a pitch count as they continue working back. That's according to John Harbaugh. However, neither of them have gotten more than 16 carries in a game in the same breath, Sarah. So, you know, Want to keep all that in mind. Yeah, well, hopefully they get more touches because they are the main source of yards these days. And J.K. will definitely keep getting better because this man does not quit. He's got no give up in him. As hard as his rehab process has been, spanning nearly two years, he's still one of the most upbeat guys that you'll find in the Ravens locker room. He talks about how he's been able to maintain such a positive attitude throughout this entire time. I'm just a, a man of God, you know, so I'm always going to keep faith and I'm always going to, you know, just the things that I've been through in life. Like I've been through a lot, like losing a father is harder than ever any, any injury or anything that happens in football, you know, so that's just that's the things that keep me going and keep me positive and keep me happy, you know, because I know like even though I, I got hurt. I'm still in the NFL. A lot of people don't get to say that. A lot of people don't get to say that they stepped on the NFL field or just got to start for the Baltimore Ravens and things like that. A lot of people can't even see or talk or, you know, things like that. Or even walk. You know, these veterans walking around or can't, you know, I know it's a sensitive subject, but I have much respect for veterans and, you know, guys that are in the military because they do lose legs and things like that. Like, I kind of lost my leg in a sense, but I, I'm – God bless me with the ability to walk again, you know, and I know many people don't get to walk again. So I stay positive because I know it's things much bigger than this. And for those that don't know, 
Dobbins has been trying to learn Spanish and he's garnered many Spanish-speaking fans. And turns out they've given him a new nickname that he plans on keeping and he wants even English-speaking fans to use it too. We're going to make that a nickname for good. You know what I'm saying? Like that's J.K.L. Toro Dobbins. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. That's the, that's the one. That's the one. Me gusta mucho. Huh? Why do you like that nickname? You know, cause you know, you know, being from Texas, you know, it's a, it's like people think Texas is like bulls running around in the streets, horses are carried carrying people to work, and things like that. So I guess it fits me. It fits me well, you know. So we gonna ride with that one. We gonna ride with that. You know, I'm working. I'm still working on my Spanish, and my Spanish is getting better each and every day. So. Yes, like my man right here, que bueno verte, you know, que on the boss. So yeah, it's good, it's good, you know. Ah, look, tú eres chistosa. You know, say, tú no sabes, tú no sabes. Tonquito. Oh, look. <laughs> so yeah. Bobby, a couple notable former members of the Ravens organization got their first big breaks in the coaching industry recently. Oh yeah, Sarah. Let's begin with the GOAT, who's widely regarded as the greatest safety to ever live. And hey, one heck of a cigar smoker too, by the way. But Ed Reed is taking over as head football coach at Bethune-Cookman, which is a historically black university in Daytona Beach whose FCS program plays in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Harbs commented on the hire on Wednesday. Yeah, I was very excited for for, uh, for Ed, you know, for one thing, because I know that uh, he's been working on that. He's been at the University, at, uh, university of Miami as an assistant coach and, um, and uh, doing a great job down there. Then to get the opportunity to run his own program, I know he'll do a great job. Of course, we'll support him everywhere we can. And Bethune-Cookman uh, made a great hire. Bobby, could you imagine being a DB on that roster right now? What an opportunity, and how cool is it to see former greats like Ed, Deion Sanders, Eddie George, and so many others giving back to college athletics? Oh, heck yeah. And it feels as if like this is definitely a trend that we'll continue to see. And man, I cannot wait to see how Dion's first year pans out in Colorado. I mean, he's already rumored to be rocking the transfer portal, so there's a lot to look forward to there. But Sarah, Ed wasn't the only former Raven to cash in on a coaching gig in recent days. Baltimore's longtime special teams coordinator, who, of course, famously discovered Justin Tucker, Jerry Rosberg, was named interim head coach by the Denver Broncos. And Nathaniel Hackett, who brought in Rosberg earlier this season to help him out with clock management strategy, he was fired this week after not even a year on the job with Russell Wilson. And we all know how much of a nightmare season it's been in Denver. So in comes 67-year-old Rosberg, and Harb sang his praises on Wednesday. Gary's a good man. I know he's been contributing there and helping out, so he's probably, I'm sure the team's comfortable with him, he with them. And Jerry, Jerry, I always believe Jerry Rosberg would have would have been, could have been, can be a great head coach. No doubt about it. I've always felt that. You know, we were shoulder to shoulder, really, in everything we did here all those years. Uh, uh, just a great football man, great leader, uh, has every quality, every trait for it. So I'm sure they'll have, uh, it'll, it'll be a great week for him, I'm sure. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know. 
beginning with Roquan Smith talking about the physicality of Raven Steelers games and how it tests players' manhood. It's definitely a physical game uh, playing those guys because I even remember from being being like a kid watching the uh, watching the games, uh, the Pittsburgh and uh, Raven, Ravens Pittsburgh game and. Um, and seeing that and I always knew it was a very physical game and just being out there I think it's just like any other game but you definitely feel like it's some slugger knockers like you know the guys want to run right at you test your manhood in a sense but you know I love that I live for that now many have clamored for a wide receiver one for Lamar Jackson and I am one of those people he needs an outside threat but that said we often discount what a healthy Mark Andrews is capable of as a top tier target and if you ask Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin he said that it's disrespectful to label Andrews solely as a tight end. We also acknowledge, man, that Mark Andrews is a significant guy for them in the passing game. He always has been, and, and even through some of their quarterback instability, continues to be dangerous vertical threat. Um, he, I think to, to label him as a tight end is kind of, you know, is kind of disrespectful to his talents. He's kind of a number one receiving option. Um, he's like Travis Kelsey, if you will, or that young guy in Atlanta. You know, their their skill set and the plays that they make, you know, are kind of caged in if you describe them in a tight end sort of way. And so. And in other news, according to the team's personnel notice via Jeff Zrebeck, Ravens rookie running back Tyler Beatty terminated his practice squad agreement. The 2022 six-round selection fell short of making Baltimore's 53-man roster back in August and didn't appear in one regular season game for the Ravens. And with Gus and J.K. both back, I'd understand why he'd want to take his services elsewhere. And finally, wide receiver Tylen Wallace was cleared to return to practice Wednesday. Wallace has been on injured reserve with a hamstring injury since December 3rd. Now, the Ravens are thin at receiver, so he could provide depth if he makes it to the active roster. But his bigger contributions would be on special teams. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And because Sarah and I tend to tally these numbers... We are officially north of 3,000 subscriptions on YouTube, and we have you to thank. Yeah, and we'd also love to hear more from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising with us. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. So that's all the time we've got today, but be on the lookout for our Raven Steelers Game Preview Episode 2.0.